Hey, listeners, do you fucking love music? Because we do. And if you fucking love music, please consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com slash on the record music, where for just $5 a month, you can have access to our private podcast where we go in depth on albums, do extended album reviews, do impromptu shows, do live shows, legacy albums, lots of great content on the Patreon, on the private podcast, because we want to share our love of music with the entire world. Look, it's really fucking easy these days to put out a video on YouTube and say, here's why this band sucks, or here are the worst songs out today, or or this song or this album is just crap. It's all clickbait. And that's not who we are. We love music. and We love sharing music. We love talking about music. We are musicians. We are music listeners. We go to concerts. We go to festivals. And that's what we want to spread to the world. And you can help us do that. If you believe these same things that I'm talking about right now, please consider joining us on Patreon. We know you have a choice with what to do with your money. And we hope for just $5 a month, you consider supporting us so we can continue to spread this message and continue our mission of just fucking rocking. So if you would, please go to patreon.com slash on the record music and join us. Now let's get fucking rocking. Hello, hello. You are listening to On The Record Music, a music podcast for those who just fucking love music. In today's episode, we are covering a phenomenal album. This one is Feral Roots by Rival Sons. This thing is so kick-ass, I cannot wait for you to hear us dig into it. Before we do, please leave us a review if you like what you hear on Apple Podcasts or your favorite platform to review podcasts might be your own social media i don't know anyway follow us on instagram at on the record music or on twitter at otrm podcast we'd love to talk with you about what you hear or just music in general anyway thanks and enjoy the show They hand you a joint as you walk in. It's like having a leadoff hitter that hits two tabs. Oops, wrong number. <laughs> How's that highlight doing? <laughs> it's empty. <laughs> that song's got traffic. Ah, yeah. Well, you know, Jesse, you're wrong because you can never have enough guitar sound. <laughs> Love it. And we're on the record with Ben and Jesse. I am Jesse here in Minneapolis and my friend Ben out there in Chicago. How are you, Ben? Hey, I'm doing all right. Today, I'm excited to talk about one of my favorite bands and their newest album, Feral Roots by Rival Sons. So I'm pretty pumped to dive into that. Yeah, isn't that great? Uh, you're the one that introduced me to them. So this is a, this is a great opportunity uh, to listen to this new album and um, that we're we're going to be talking about it, and I think we're both going to be pretty ecstatic just from our pregame talk, you know? Absolutely. So how was your uh, day in, or week in music this past week? You do anything um, good? My week in music this week was pretty uneventful, unfortunately. Um, not a lot going on in the scene for me right now. Um, I do have the Rival Sons concert coming up. Um, as of this recording, it's a couple weeks away on the 26th of April in the year 2019. Um, lo- really looking forward to that. But otherwise, kind of a relatively slow slow week of music for me. Didn't get into too much new stuff, um, but I'm looking forward to what's to come. Ah, nice, yeah. Yeah, nothing was the uh, same as me. It's been a slow week, I, but it's been a 
pretty heavy uh, last month and a half for me. So, like I said, I think uh, my next concert is the same as yours, Rival Sons, except for I'll be t- April 25th here in uh, 2019 in Minneapolis. And uh, I remember when they first came out, I was going to probably try to do both nights, come down and see you and then go go with you to that one. But mm-hmm. uh, I got Pokey Lafarge instead on uh, that Friday night following it's Rival not a, Sons. Not a- not a bad way to spend a Friday night either. Oh, and he's solo, so this is going to be new. So it's going to be fun. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, so it's going to be great. So a couple weeks away from that, it's going to be wonderful. Um, yeah, so I I saw or I've heard about Rival Sons through you. How did you first come to uh, know Rival Sons and all that jazz? You know, I can't remember exactly how I came about Rival Sons. I know it was probably 2013 when I first heard of them. Um, I don't know if it was introduced to me by a friend or if it was something I kind of stumbled across on YouTube. Um, I think it might have been a YouTube find, and it was just one of those where it was like kind of listening to Gary Clark Jr. at the same time and kind of found these bands around the same time. Um, And then I just kind of listened to a couple songs, and I was like, I kind of like these guys and I hadn't really heard of them. I didn't know anyone who was listening to them, um, but I kind of stuck it out and went through some of their stuff and um, was able to spread the love and pass it on to you. Yeah, I know. It was great that you were able to because I think the very first one that I remember that you passed on to me was um, Valkyrie. And that was just the brand new one that came out in like 2014. So um, I'm trying to remember when we went to go see them at the Triple Rock, which is now deceased, RIP, the Triple Rock in Minneapolis. Um, we had the Soft White Sixties that opened for them, and then Rival Sons came on. Do you remember when that was? It was you, yeah, me, that was uh, the summer of 2014, I believe, is when we saw them at the Triple Rock. I think yep. it was probably June or July of that summer. Okay. That was a great little show, though, was it not? Oh, they they bring it live. And I actually saw them the year prior to that um, at this place called the Nether Bar. I don't even know if it's still a thing. Um, it was the basement of that venue that changed a million times. Mill, it was Mill, um, Mill City Nights. And then prior to that, it was 18 different things. And mm-hmm. I think it may have since closed, but it was the basement of that concert venue, um, which is downtown Minneapolis. And it probably held about a hundred people. The stage was probably no more than like a foot off the ground and you know eight feet wide by ten feet deep. So they were crammed on this little stage, but they packed that little bar and they rocked out so hard. I remember before that show started, we were standing out um, waiting to get in, and uh, the drummer Mike Miley came out and said hi to everyone and thanked us all for being there. So that was a, a pretty cool moment. To, to kind of get to meet one of the guys unexpectedly before yeah, the show. And that's the beauty of, of smaller venues like that. You get that opportunity to kind of maybe interact with them a little bit, you know, and kind of see like what kind of people they really are. That's, that's absolutely a good experience to have. All right. So did we ever see them a second time? I know you got to see them a second time with Black Sabbath and when they were opening for I, them, right? Or did I you did not, not go, to, go that to that show. Okay. So I did not see Rival Sons open for Black Sabbath. Oh, okay. So I think the last time I saw them was 2014 when we saw them together. I think that's the last time too. They rarely make it to this area, you know, so 
it, it's been a hard find to kind of see them more in, than uh, once in concert, unfortunately. Yeah, most of their time has been spent in Europe over the last five years where they're very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's dive into this album. What's your what's your overall feeling and impression of the album? So the overall feeling and impression of this, I've given this quite a few listens to, and I've already turned on quite a few people to it. It's, it's, in my opinion, their best effort. I think this is a very well produced album. I think uh, all musicianship in it is very solid too. Um, Jay's vocals uh, are just fantastic. Jay Buchanan, the lead singer. Um, mm-hmm. It's just wonderful. Uh, he kind of brings that live vibe right to uh, each song, I think. And um, there's a lot of surprises in this album, which we'll dive into a little bit more. But um, I feel like their musicianship is a, a lot better than what I re- quite remember from Valkyrie and stuff. But it's it's a very tight album. And, um, you know, we'll give our ratings at the end. But this one was a very good um a very powerful one. I think they kind of spent really good time. Lyrically, it's very good, too. I think there's not a lot of uh, similar stories in it, too. There's a lot of different vibes in it, but it flows so well, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would kind of echo that. I thought this was a good evolution of their sound. You know, it's still very rival sons, but they kind of took it to the next level. You, they didn't just crank out the same album over and over again they kind of evolve and change each one and and this was kind of that next step so I, I really liked that um one thing I was thinking about as I listened to this album was this is kind of what I was hoping the last album would be their last album um Hollow Bones which wasn't a bad album by any means but it wasn't quite what I had was hoping for when it when I first heard it and I think this is kind of that album that I was hoping it would be. So I'm really glad they came out with this one and kind of took it to that next level. Yeah, definitely. Hollow Bones uh, skipped a beat for me in comparison to Valkyrie. Valkyrie is an excellent album as well. Um, and it's kind of like that middle uh, that middle child that kind of gets forgotten in between these two albums. And uh, Feral Roots steps up its game quite a bit. Mm-hmm. It, it really does. I think they really focused a lot more on songwriting as a whole. Um, the songs are a little more complex. There's some cool, unique parts in each one. There's a lot of hooks and catches. Um, the songs, the choruses, and there's parts in there that are a lot more catchy than than what they've written in the past. So it definitely felt like there was a, a focus on overall songwriting and song composition, which I really appreciated in this one, too. Mm-hmm. This one also brings out... Um and it's been a while since I listened to Hollow Bones, so I'd have to re-listen to that. But I think the backing vocals are very pristine on a lot of these songs. Mm-hmm. And I think they actually bring a lot to it. That's not everywhere, but it's in certain areas where they know it, it actually brings some uh, you know, emotional tension or uh, kind of brings some relief to into a song, especially near the end mm-hmm. of the album. Definitely. Another, another part where they kind of excelled in was their uh, album art. So if you want to talk a little bit about this album cover... Uh, it's very unique and it's very artistic actually and it's kind of a step above what they normally do yeah it's definitely it's kind of out there and it's kind of it's it's just it almost feels kind of psychedelic in a way without being psychedelic Um, just kind of there's it's a lot of bizarre things that are happening not quite sure what's going on you know the dog is milking but it's also got this snarl 
on its face as it lays in a bed of flowers and just kind of to me it's very bizarre I'm not quite sure what's happening but I also don't hate it no I I actually think it's a you described it pretty well Uh, there's a lot of birds and there's bunnies and squirrels uh, drinking from water you know around it and it's actually the milk uh, from the nipples of the dog and these the, the nipples are releasing like fire hoses in this picture it's amazing <laughs> it's just it's just great and but it's got that you know I mean the feral roots kind of is the, what the name is and it really is like a Galapagos kind of a atmosphere on this album with that dog just kind of like birthing or kind of feeding that uh, that nature around it mm-hmm yeah, Re- really cool, really cool album cover. All right, shall we dive into the album? Yes, sir. Let's get into it. Let's start shall off we? with track number one, Do Your Worst. Absolutely. This song comes out and it just kind of punches you right in the face. It's it's what you really want to hear in an opening song. And just that riff that, that comes in with that just heavy, wet guitar. And then everything just comes in right on top of it. Just a great way to start off an album. Yeah, that the way that it the, the guitar opens with that kind of faded feel to it, but it's still striking. And then they just mm-hmm. beef right into that. That really catches that just really catches your attention there and that's a that's a great way to start an album i think as we've discussed before this this is the best way i think to start an album is just kick you right in the gut right away you know yeah and it it's cool how it progresses and it starts off with that punch to the gut or that kick to the face and then they come in with this anthemic sing along chorus um i think it's just kind of a really cool way you know, if you think about it from a live perspective, it's like this would be a great opening song to start a live show with, too. It just kind of gets everyone rocking, but then it also gets everyone singing along because it's something, it's catchy. Like like I said, like they focused a lot on this, and they show it right off the bat with uh, a chorus that's catchy and easy to sing along to. Oh, yeah. And another thing that goes along with that for me, what, and what I really love about music like this and is the production level on this is very high. I think the mixing levels are nearly perfect because the guitars are very well balanced by the way they sit back and then come back. Uh, the drums are just like perfectly right in the middle. They're and they're hitting every cymbal, every beat. It's great, and even the bass feels like it's right in the back. It's very well mixed and it's just powerful. Yeah, super good. Um, I love how you know they feature the guitar right up front again. Um, I'll never complain about guitar being front and center of the song. And, you know, the solo in the song, it, it's nothing to write home about, but it's still a, a very good classic Scott Holiday solo. Um, mm-hmm. That just, it really, it really fits the song. It doesn't outshine it. It doesn't underperform. It just, it's right where it belongs in this song. Yeah, I think it, it, it's a perfect fit for this song. That's what I wrote in here is that it's just great work uh, to, to blend in perfectly with it. And uh, I don't know. I, I felt like it kind of does take a little bit of a new direction. So I do feel like it just it it ha- it makes a song complete almost. So it's it's a perfect fit for it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. 
track number two, Sugar on the Bone. Sugar on the Bone. This one's a great one, too. I I thought this was... uh, one that uh, definitely is a great second song to follow Do Your Worst. It's got that initial overdrive, you know, kind of guitar that goes, you know, and it's it's just one hell of a killer to kind of do a opening to a song that's, um, you know, as powerful as like the first one, but completely different way that it's performed. Definitely, definitely keeps the energy level up moving into the album, but it's in a much different way. It's the riff and the the song it's got a lot more groove to it you know it's something you can kind of want to dance along to as you hear it and mm-hmm. it's still kind of got that heavy wet guitar but then those drums kick in and yeah all you want to do is kind of bounce around a little bit um, yeah, how how caveman like are those drums that is just that is just something that's so seminal it's just great you know mm-hmm. another thing that i really like about this song again it, it kind of focuses on those hooks the, the chorus is another one of those that's really catchy. It's got those cool, catchy backup vocals going on in the chorus as it's happening. and um, Just a cool, really groovy song. And um, I really thought this was a great second song in this album. Yeah, it, it definitely holds well. The, the lyrics are pretty fun, too. You know, shaking your trees, hit you like thunder. You got that hold on me, come a little closer. You know, it's just it's just a fun rock and roll kind of a lyrical kind of play. But uh, one thing that I'll, I'll kind of talk maybe a little bit later about, I really love Jay's um, enunciation of his, uh, of his lyrics. I, he makes them fit so perfectly. Like they're meant to be there. And there's a couple of examples I'll talk about later, but this is one of those two that just kind of feels like it flows just really well lyrically and uh, melody. Yeah. I think to, to that point, Jay is a very, very good singer. And, you know, it's unfortunate that he doesn't get, I mean, he gets good, he gets yeah. credit, but, you know, he, he's someone that deserves to be on a lot of lists of best singers around today, best rock singers for sure. Um, yep. Because the, the way he sings, it fits each song so perfectly and it's filled with emotion and it's so clear and pure and he, you can just feel it in every song that he sings. Yeah, and he can bring it from like really good professional tone all the way to like the rawest of rock voices. And uh, having seen him that that time at Triple Rock, when you see him live, you are amazed that that guy can go for an hour and a half just like blaring it, you know? Absolutely. Well, then let's rock and roll as the drums kick in for Back Into the Woods, the third song of the album. Opening drum kicking is absolutely fantastic. Oh, it just it, rocks! It brings me back to like um, Deep Purple's um, "Pictures of Home." It's it, it's got that same little rocking where you're like, "Oh, where are you taking me? Where are you taking me?" And then they just fire into that great guitar lick. Definitely, just a cool. You know, it's it's something they didn't have to start the song like that. Like you know, it it doesn't have to be like that. So that was a very conscious choice. And a very good one at that, just to 
put that in there and really make a statement with that drum intro and then just kind of go into the rest of the song and then the drums are kind of the backbone of the verse as it continues on they just kind of carry that that solid groove while the guitar just kind of keeps it simple oh yeah and I've always uh, every time that I've listened to this um, leading up to this uh, review is the melody is kind of like a really good hook actually to back into the woods again uh, it's just got this really good and I really do feel this is Jay's better vocal performances on this I think this is him bringing it, his live performance into it I would love to see how many takes it would have taken him to do this because I could see him doing it one or two easily because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he's that talented I mean this is how powerful he is live and I felt like this was one of his better vocal performances yeah I would agree with that uh, the chorus again on this song is super catchy like you were getting into um, it it separates itself from the verse. There's that nice little build up to it and everything washes away. And then the chorus comes in and he's singing, I'm back in the woods again. And then there's the backup vocals come in back in the woods again. Yeah. It just, yeah. just really cool, really catchy. And it, it's hard to forget. Um, yeah. You know, I find myself, I found myself throughout random parts of the day singing various songs from this album in including this song. Yeah, just that, because of how catchy it is. That background vocal is, is something that I, I've spotted out too, and it's it's it, it that's where it really helps enhance that uh, chorus part, and it's just wonderful. That's uh, it's something that um, I think really has been needed in some of their tunes before, but th- they've they they mastered it here. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about the next track, track number four, "Look Away." stayed the whole song for me man that was so <laughs> wonderful and it's like that's where their uh, their musicianship is finally showing and i uh i just i just want to listen to that part all day long just the 
the the double tangle of those acoustics it was just great and it's a beautiful lead up to to the the, the next movement you know it's it's very pure just listening to this intro with the acoustic guitars and it's almost relaxing in a way and I think just having this part here it, it's a really good refresher as the album continues along you know at this point we've had three pretty rocking songs that pick up the energy in this one it kind of brings you down for a minute but in a, in a good way I think you know you can't be flying on level 10 the whole way you got to bring it back and and this one certainly does that at least in this intro and um, just kind of you know it's a shock and you're like oh this is different this is new you know let's let's give it a listen so I think it's a really great place for this song to be on this album after the acoustic um, intro part mm-hmm. it just cuts out and then you know you're hit with the rest of the band coming in and you have your more electric guitar and in your drums and everything and and then this the song the direction it goes is also very good um it's got that classic rock feel and it just it grooves along the whole way through yeah that was what i was going to talk about was that transition i really love the droning sound that connects the two kind of you know, pieces together almost there when you hear that guitar kind of like slide at the end of the acoustics and it's got that nice little droning sound and then they come kick you right in a little bit like that traditional rock or a little bit like, uh, you know, that little more uh, like 70s kind of heaviness to it. But there's, I mean, I felt like there's like three different movements in this whole song and it's 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 a very deep song. I mean, it's one of the longest tracks, isn't it? Like five minutes here. Yeah, yeah, like five twenty. Yeah, so it's it, it, they they were building on this song, and it's it's fantastic. I I just love this one. This one is one of my favorites, just all around. Yeah, what I I also appreciate in this one, I think this song it's kind of a political song, you know, but it's not it's mm-hmm. not overt, but just kind of the some of the lyrics that they they talk about. Um, You watch the distribution of a mass confusion spread by the institution, sell your inclusion of you and your own illusion instead of thinking you're the solution. I I love that verse part because I think it just speaks to, you know, people. To me, he's he's kind of addressing, um, you know, people kind of just going along with things and in saying, well, you know, like it doesn't really affect me or, you know, this is not what I'm hearing. So, you know, I'm not going to really do anything about problems. And, you know, so whether that's, you know, something that is a country or worldwide problem or, you know, something smaller and local, you know, I think he's kind of addressing that and saying, you know, when it comes to me, I'm not going to look away from this. Like, I I know what we've got to do and I'm not going to pretend like there's not a problem going around me. So I'm going to I'm going to be that change. Mm hmm. All right, so uh, if you ever own the vinyl for this, this is actually where you flip the album. So you go to side B, and what a great way to start. Side B, isn't it? Feral Roots, the title track. acoustic beginning that's just absolutely lovely and it's I don't know I, I really do feel like this is kind of like a, a, a raw musical uh, beginning for them and uh, they got this 
kind of, uh, I'll say it again, seminal kind of a sound to begin with it. And it, it's, it's all on the acoustic to start. And then they kick in and his, uh, Jay's vocals is very powerful in this. Definitely. I think it's, I would agree that it's, it's kind of a, a good change of pace song. You know, they don't rush back into the heavy hitting songs. They kind of keep it down for a couple songs and this one's no different. And it, it's kind of a cool, it's a cool vibe when you listen to this song. It, it's hard to put your finger on exactly what it is or how it sounds, but um, it's just you listen to it and, and you can feel the rawness of it um, that's reflected in the lyrics. Feral roots calling me back home. Feral roots are calling me back home. You know that's that's the chorus and and to me it's it kind of you know he's in some way talking about getting called back to you know our, our basic nature being a kid or, or some type of simpler times um you know as he sings this song and and you feel that in the music too you know it almost has a touch of nostalgia um there's a touch of rawness to it that i think is just a really good makes a really good track yeah i think this is actually one of their better written songs too it looks like it was written by buchanan and holiday and the one line that really got me was um where is it here i just had it on the book where my pages was torn there are words that i don't understand like all my elders they tell me those ones were not writ by human hands you know it's just like oh there's some there's some archaicness to my existence or some you know Mm -hmm. there is something more to me than just you know just my page you know and that's right i think it's very well written it's very well put uh, poetically I think uh, for this mm-hmm. tune um, again on this song the the chorus is is catchy the vocals shine through on that chorus and it's it's hard to forget this one as well yeah I wanted to talk to you I, I do love this tune but I wanted to talk to you about that solo what did you think about the solo guitar there you know I, I think it's it's a good solo it's it's kind of to me again like I think in the big picture of the song it, it works he's just kind of playing that slide on the on the guitar so it's nothing fancy but you know just the sound of that slide there's something that sounds more natural to it you know it's just kind of like this grinding sound that you're hearing as you know the song plays on behind it um, so I, I thought it I thought it fit really well in the song yeah see i thought the guitars complemented each other very well throughout the whole song but when we get to the solo the only thing that i'm not liking about it i don't know there's something about the tone that i feel like it detracts from the song like it's a step outside the song so it's not one of the strongest suits i don't sure but it's 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 got the idea there that they have something there and i think they could have flushed it out just a little bit better but I like the idea of the slide any time of day, especially in a in a song kind of like this, you know? Right. You know, and the cool thing about this kind of slide that he plays, it doesn't have your typical slide sound. You know, you can yeah. tell it's a slide, but it's not played like a traditional slide is played that you hear in a lot of blues music. You can tell he's definitely listened to that, and I'm sure he can play it just as good, but, you know, that's not how he plays it out on on this album and in really on any of their songs um so i think he's got a really cool approach to how he plays the slide mm-hmm. yeah it's a nice it is a nice approach i just the tone was a little bit off for me but i'll tell you one thing though 
it is a killer kind of intro into the ending. I think the ending is very good. Um, it's just the panning sounds at the end mm-hmm. is how everything kind of flows in and out, especially if you listen into headphones like I, I try to do. Um, you really hear it, and it's just absolutely wonderful. It kind of gets the, the hair growing on the back of your neck. It really does. It kind of makes me feel like you know, you're walking alone at night in, in a movie, and you know there's something behind you or going on around you that you, you can't quite see, but you can feel it. You know, and it makes those hairs stand up on the back of your neck. And in in the background of the the movie, they're playing that music for the audience. And you know, you're kind of like getting really tense and on edge. You know, it's got that that feral root sound, that feel to it. No, that, no, that's exactly it. it. It's 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 phenomenal. And um, like I said, it, that's really good producing. I think they've done a really good producing and mixing on this whole album. And this song really shows it. I think from start to to end. So let's move on to track six, which is Too Bad. No, this one is actually a cool one. I love how this one just kind of comes in. It kicks in. It's got this kind of... I don't want to say weak drums, but they're kind of laid back, but then and then they just kick in with every instrument, and it's just fantastic the way it kind of begins. Right. Um, when I first heard this song, I thought, this sounds like a Black Sabbath tune. You just, the way the guitar mm. comes in, it's got that, you know, and the drums are just kind of solid behind it. It's like, yep. wow, this could be out of Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath album. Um, yeah, the, the drums do fill in pretty nice or, or throughout the whole song. Like they hit the right in betweens, you know. Definitely, you know. And I'm I'm curious if this song was in any way influenced by the time that they spent with Black Sabbath. You know, they were supporting Black Sabbath on their farewell tour. I don't know how much time the bands actually spent together, um, but you've got to think that there was some something that rubbed off on them, and they kind of took that home with them. Yeah, another uh, standout piece that I loved about this, uh, that the guitar solo kind of has that garage band kind of sound, you know, not the Apple uh, program, but the actual like kind of like 60s kind of sound to it. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt like it was like kind of like controlled reverb and it was just like, it was really well focused during the guitar solo, uh, but uh, other than that, I just, I think that uh, Jay's vocals here is one of his uh, kind of softer tones at first, and then he he just gets in moments where he does that attacking kind of a vocal and screams, and it's mm-hmm. like ah, I want those screams, you know. But he doesn't he doesn't overdo them a lot, you know. So he's picking them a lot in this album with this right. scream. He doesn't he doesn't overdo it or go over the top. But to me, I feel a lot of emotion coming from him on this song, especially during those chorus parts when he's singing. You know, he's just singing, do you miss me so much? You know, and he's just got that feeling in there. And you can, you can just feel it. Like, you're like, wow, yeah, I, I feel that. You know, I you relate to it when you hear it. You can't help but relate to it as you hear that emotion coming from him. Yeah. Love the lyric, though, because he, he sings it with, with good uh, veracity. Is um, yearning for my old game, you know. Mm-hmm. Just love that line. Mm-hmm. That line's a great one. Oh, yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, I, I love this song. I think this is one of my Dark Horse favorite songs in this album. Ah, no, I, I don't disagree with you on this one. This Yeah, that one's... This one definitely holds up quite well. So we are on track seven, and this one stood by me. I, I'll say this one right here. This one, this one you could play at a bar. <laughs> This one, if I was going to do covers, I would cover this one because this one gets people dancing. has easily the best groove on it. Absolutely. It is just a beautiful guitar work by um, Holiday where he's just, he's just, you know, just scratching and playing along. This is great. And Jay's vocals on here, they just come powerful in without being um, too, too heavy, you know? Right. You know, I think you're right about this song just being one that'll get people on the dance floor it's kind of got that older classic vibe stones-ish when i first heard it um i thought of mustang sally that's a good comparison i didn't even think of that that's a good one and that song just kind of comes out and hits you right in the face and you're like oh yeah this has got some groove just want to dance along to it drink my beer you have a good time i see i'm i'm so happy you said rolling stones because my note says I could see Jay dancing like Mick Jagger on stage with this song, you know. And, you know, Jay, when he's performing, it seems like he's usually holding that mic stand, but I could see him just taking that off and just dancing across the stage, you know. Absolutely. One thing that stood out to me about this song, no pun intended, um, it, it's got an interesting dynamic Wah-wah. between the previous song, Too Bad. Um, you know, The last song, it kind of seemed like it was about some sort of break up or you know something painful and because he's kind of singing you know do you miss me so much um you know in this song it almost seems like he's apologizing to someone um because he's he's singing you know i'm calling you out because i gotta say thank you you stood by me when i said i didn't need you you know and, and i just thought that was an interesting dynamic between those two songs and how he's kind of singing from opposite opposite perspectives between the last song and this song no, that's a that really good input because now, because when I think about what we're going to, the next song too, that actually kind of tells a story. These three songs kind of do tell a story all in one. You know, it's like Too Bad, Stood By Me, and then the next song is kind of like I'm Finding My Imperial Joy and stuff like that. So it, it's kind of like they kind of might blend well together and they purposely put that together like that to tell that story. Absolutely. Um, what did you think about the solo in this song? This one is not too busy. It's, I really like it. This one is kind of one of those that it fits perfectly. It's got, the, you know, it's got the good bends in it. Um, this one is like kind of more like a good jazz rock kind of mix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you? You know, I, I really would have liked to see more from the solo just because I think this song is kind of one of those where it's kind of like a party, you know, and I, I want to hear the guitar rip on for a little while. But mm-hmm. I think for what was there, the tone fit, the sound fit, you know, it, again, like they focused a lot on overall song composition and feel. And I think this solo fits right into this song. Yeah. And I'm one of those people that I don't mind something when it, if it's short like that, um, if it's if it's intentionally trying to sound good for the song. Well, you know, they didn't Jesse, really need a solo. I don't think you're they really wrong. Because no, you can I never have so. enough guitar solo. <laughs> no, I thought that was cowbell. 
<laughs> Not anymore. You can't this have is 2019. So it's got to be you and I that's got to bring back the guitars is what you're saying. We got to make sure people know about these good guitar solos. Right. All right. I'll bear, I'll bear that cross. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring our axes. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the final song on uh, side B, if you get the vinyl, Imperial Joy. <laughs> Um, I think this is kind of a cool, groovy little song. You know, it just kind of, it kind of comes out of nowhere, seemingly, to me. It just kind of like, all of a sudden, you're like, okay, what do we got here? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling it. You know, and I, I just thought it was a cool song. Um, you know, and the lyrics, too, um, getting into those, like, I thought these were really unique. To me, it kind of told a really cool story. To me, it was kind of the story of... Um, evolution or you know how tracing back ancestry you know to some common ancestor that we share with a lot of animals on this planet and um you know how he sings the blood running in my veins comes from the kisses of 200,000 years you know and I think that's kind of a cool way of saying like people basically banged it out for 200,000 years for me to get to here at this point right now thought that was really cool yeah, no. I, I do like it how it flows um, lyrically, like we were just kind of just talking about the last couple songs, where I feel like they kind of tie it in together because it's, it's kind of like this loss looking look for Imperial Joy, you know? It's it's like very well put in some of the lyrics, but I think more so I really like how the, the words and the melody really go well uh, once he gets into the chorus. You kind of like feel that need for imperial joy or mm-hmm. for some sort of joy you know and uh he, he he again i think lyrically and um melodically he's he fits the story in so well uh and then everybody else fills in music wonderfully right behind it mm-hmm. this song definitely um i think the drum fills in it are really good too it's kind of like when we went back to um i can't remember too bad it's like this one was another one for uh the drummer to actually just like kick ass and and he fills in really nice one other thing that i really appreciate about this song was um the there's three very distinct parts between the verse the pre-chorus and the chorus because the Mm -hmm. verse has that same intro groove and you just kind of feel it and then all of a sudden it kind of takes a darker turn when it goes in that pre-chorus and it just happens on a dime it happens really quick and then all of a sudden you know they're leading into the chorus and then for the chorus everything kind of drops out which is kind of different. You know, usually songs will build up to a chorus, but it doesn't detract, in my opinion. I think the chorus still plays really well, even though it kind of drops out and the guitar becomes more acoustic sounding and it feels like everything opens up, almost like kind of like the sky. You kind of feel the sky open up a little bit during the chorus and you kind of really feel that imperial joy. Yeah, and that's kind of like what well, the way that I looked at it was that the backing vocals were like kind of like the raising, so it was like Jay's acting like the preacher almost, and the vocals, the backing vocals are kind of like raising the spirits of everybody. And I love the way that you said opening up the heavens and stuff. That that totally flows right into it, and it's it's it, they they've added that effect, and it it feels great, mm-hmm. you know, listening to it. Mm-hmm. Also, I will give a shout out to the solo on this one. It does go on a little bit longer. 
and I think it's it's a pretty rocking guitar solo, cool tone on it. Get those guitar boys up there, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> side of the vinyl. We'll start off with All Directions. good one in my book and it kind of starts off interesting it's just another great way to start off yeah it kind of comes out of nowhere really it almost to me it almost feels out of place when when you first hear it but it's it's not out of place like it fits in the context of the whole album it's just a song that sounds kind of unlike any other on the album and um, it starts out very slow with just simple guitar in the vocals um, the vocals kind of almost remind me of like a Nathaniel Rateliff kind of song, um, but it, it's a cool enunciation and sound on the vocals. So I thought that was a really cool way to start this song and, and fit it in here on this mm-hmm. album. Yeah, no, I, I love the melancholy, you know, softness to the uh, beginning of it. Um, he he sings very kind of just like sad and kind of droning almost, but he's able to lift the notes out of his vocals. Um, you can just tell that he's he's trying to hold back. He's trying to sing it the way that it's meant to. And it's very good droning kind of a um, vocal. I really like the chord progressions in this too. I think the the guitaring is just is excellent. The, the way that they kind of a pregio all around in there, you know. Mm-hmm. I felt that was a really good thing. And this is the first song that I really. Really, really love the bass. The bass in here is just fantastic. It kind of just plucks a little bit, but then mm. it gets a little more melodic into the deep, the depth of the song, the like second verse and stuff, where it kind of like picks up. But it really enhances a lot of that guitar work. I, think. Mm-hmm. I really, really liked the approach they took with this song because they added a lot more to this song than just your basic guitar, drums kind of sound. Mm-hmm. Um, they added a lot of those backing vocals with the oohs and ahs and some strings, and I thought that was just a really cool thing that they did because you don't hear much of that, and it, it almost kind of has a Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon kind of vibe to it with some of those oohs and ahs, and that's something we haven't really heard from Rival Sons before, you know. So I think it's cool, and I, I hope we can see a little bit more of that from them in the yeah, future. Yeah, because when you listen to those backing vocals, it's—I mean—they are extremely well placed and. They go through different levels themselves just during the kind of what would you call that the solo or you know kind of like that just a little bit of a break that they have with it and they are the the, mm-hmm. the highlight of that section and they really help kind of solidify that transition 
uh, into that heavier part too, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the way the song wraps up too at the end, it almost kind of has a Beatles vibe um, just with, with all the chaos that's going on and all the noises and sound. And then it just kinda yeah. And it, again, they do, they do some panning with those sounds on this mix as well. And it's, it's, it's really has a good effect when you're listening on headphones. <laughs> move on to track number 10 end of forever kind of like do your worst uh, that starts off the album where it's the guitar's kind of like slowly in the background while you know there's just this little tapping of the drums just tapping of the, the hi-hat and stuff and then it just kicks in again you know but it's not mm. as like ex- I don't want to say excitable it's not as um, it's got a little more like kind of minor note to it and it's it's just like it kind of makes you feel a little bit different, especially following all directions. It, it, it's it's got that melancholy kind of sound still to it, and um, that's so that's mm-hmm. where it slightly differs from "Do Your Worst." But I thought it was a great way to kind of kick in. And I I like this song too. It's just like one of those that at the end it still stands out as a pretty good song on this album. Right. They kind of they kind of return back to some of the rock bangers that we heard at the beginning of the album. And they said, hey, we got one more for you before we start to wrap this thing up. Like, don't forget about who we are as a band. We got another one. We're not we're not totally changing, even though there is in my there's definitely a distinct sound between the first side and the second side of this album. Um, The first one being kind of more of your traditional rival sun sound. And then the second half, as we've gone through, it's definitely been a different approach that still holds the integrity of the whole album, but definitely has explored a lot of areas. But this is kind of one of those where it kind of is in that middle ground where it's going to call back to what's on the first half, but also kind of separate itself a little bit with those slower verses and everything being stripped down a little bit. Yeah, this one, that was a very good description of saying like how there is kind of like two different rival sons on this album. And uh, this one definitely... It has a little bit of a blend, but this one is definitely like their old school one, and uh, they didn't miss a beat on this one. I felt like they were, they were like just going in and saying, well, "We're going to rock with this." Mm-hmm. Also, this is kind of just a cool song. You know, it's a cool breakup song. I think it's, I think it's a breakup song anyway. Oh yeah, um, yeah, I can see that. Kind of using the the metaphors that you know, it starts off with the land separates from itself, and they call that one an earthquake. One becomes two people living for themselves. We call that one a heartbreak. 
you know, just kind of introducing that story of like, hey, yep, this is this is the end of forever. This is, you know, till death do us part. But I guess that's happening a little sooner than we thought. Yeah, no, it, it's it's one of those uh, lyrics that's it, it kind of I think is straightforward. It's not trying to hide anything or he's just going right after it. And the end of forever, it's, you know, I'm sure we've all had our heart breaking where we kind of felt like that or we lost a family member like that, you know, even where it's like, ah, can't mm-hmm. live it. But it's like, no, this if you could rock it out like this and, you know, have that kind of like cool organ sound in the in the back of the solo, <laughs> you, you wouldn't feel too bad, you know? Right. <laughs> Yep. All right, should we round out the album here? Let's let's do it with Shooting Stars. My love is stronger than yours. It's stronger than yours. It's stronger than yours My love is stronger than yours Hate will ever be Yeah, so this would be the third and final song on uh, the third side. Eleventh song overall. Um, The beginning choir, I think, is a fantastic idea. And then they get into the little bit of the clapping and then they kind of just get into it. Um, you know, I think this is a beautiful one, uh, lyrically and musically. This is a really good one, and this is a Rival Sun song that is something I was not expecting. You know, right? Yeah, it's not something you'd expect them to pull out, but they pull it off so well, and it's it's kind of unexpected, but it's a really great way to wrap up this yeah, album. Very gospel like, actually. Just it's it's. It's wonderful. There's not a lot of great, not a lot of instrumentation in it, but um, just just the voices in the beginning is something that draws you in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his his singing is is so powerful, and they throw in those that backup chorus, and it just it sounds so good as you listen to it, and you, you can't help but feel the positive vibes that come off from this song as as they sing about you know all the all these positive things. My love is stronger than your hate. Um, you know, my laughter is louder than your shouting will ever be. My dancing is better than your marching will ever be. Um, it's just a really cool way, and um, it's a good way to wrap up this album. Like I was saying, and they do, and, and they kind of come into the album with an anthemic song, um, you know, and then they wrap up with another anthem mm-hmm. song. You know, that's it's just it's one of those sing along songs that you get everyone to rally behind, and you know, it just sends everyone off with a really positive cool message yeah, you can you could see them that this could be their encore kind of uh or probably song before the encore i mean it's that kind of a powerful mm, yep. where you could keep singing it you could stop all instrumentation you can make the the audience start singing along they will sing along with it and i i when i first heard this i'm kind of thinking like this will be in the back of a movie someday you know for the ending credits or like the last scene of a movie mm. too because it has that really good chorus that just really feels like it's an uplifting such a great effect that they brought in with that choir oh love it and here's another here's an example so i was talking about um annunciation you know a couple times here and this is where he's really great with it where um he's talking about um 
Where's the darkness line? Uh, splitting through the darkness. He goes, splitting through the darkness. You know, so it's like he, he hooks it back in, and it feels right that it belongs there, but it's like he owned that little bit of the last piece there, you know? And it, it, I, I mm-hmm. think it just adds that little bit of effect, but his enunciation of all of his lyrics are just phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, there's not many voices that can do what he does for this song and you make it as powerful as mm-hmm. he does. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's good writing too, though, when you're able to do that. That's it's just good musicianship all around. Mm-hmm. So I think it's safe to say that you and I both have pretty positive feelings uh, about this this whole well, gives album. Gives you that clue. <laughs> um, so let's let's get down to some some strings. Uh, what will you what do you rate this album overall? So I don't I don't when you listen to it as a whole, I don't think there is many holes uh, in the album actually, other than just the center of the vinyl. Um, but if I were to say there are a couple of songs that probably like if you're going to have um, on your playlist, I don't know if they would stand out as well. But as a whole album, I really do enjoy this album. So I will give this a, a straight five string uh, review uh, out of six. I think it's just I think it just it's it's a step above than what they've ever done before. And I think very highly of Valkyrie as well. So. This one has to be a step above, and I think a five-string will be great. The vocals are phenomenal, and not just Jay's, but um, the choirs, um, everything. The backing vocals are just phenomenal, and it's um, it really enhances a lot of what they're trying to do musically as well and storytelling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I'm right up there with you. I'd say a five, maybe a five sharp, mm. if I'm if I'm feeling extra giving. Um, but I think it's it's right up there, and overall, it's a very good album. I would echo what you were just saying. You know, you put these songs in a playlist or up against other songs, and I don't know that there's a song that's gonna really, really stand out. You know, and be a quote unquote hit if you want to put it that way. You know, and that's not what music's about. It's not about making hits or having hit songs, but. You know, it's still nice to have one of those songs that you hear and, you know, that's like the song that everyone knows from that album. And, you know, unless you're big fans like we are, I don't think there's is one of those songs on this album. So I think maybe that's what it's mm-hmm. lacking. Um, but but overall, I think the song composition, the songs themselves, you know, the lyrics, the courts, everything that they did and in the boundaries that they pushed, I think it's it's phenomenal. Very, very well done mm-hmm. album. Yeah. If I were to say anything, the one song that that could possibly make it mainstream would be uh, Shooting Star. I think that's yep. the one that um, would possibly be able to cross over for them. Um, I think it would I think it would be uh, well received around. But. Um, yeah, there isn't anything that really stands stands out as a super hit, but it's not about that for for this essence. I think they really wanted to make an album. I think they actually they hit they hit that home run. I think I, that's if that that, yeah, that was their if that was their goal, which it should be, because I you know I would do the same thing. Like Led Zeppelin never really released singles, you know, so singles is not the most important thing. If they just if their goal was just to have a good album, they did it, and so that's where my five is really giving them credit you know yeah no doubt no doubt i agree with that 100 percent. all right well so that was the review of rival sons uh feral roots and uh one heck of a one 
I think uh, I think this one is definitely going to be staying in my collection for years to come. Yeah, I think it'll stay in there for a while. <laughs> yeah, and I think it'll be played quite a bit uh, throughout this summer and the rest of this year. I like to wear out my albums. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, and thanks for joining Ben and Jesse. And uh, we will be going off the record now. So enjoy your uh, night and rock on. Goodbye. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you would be so kind, so kind, it would be so kind if you'd leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can review your podcasts and interact with us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at On The Record Music or on Twitter at OTRM Podcast. We'll see you next week.